Hi, insiders. We're talking to Mayas Rebeo, the costume designer from Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder. Mayas, I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Very honored to be here. We are so pleased to have you here. You are so, so talented. You create beautiful works. But talk to us about what inspired you to get into costume design? Where did the love come from and how did it lead you into the industry? The love came from my childhood. It's, it's something that I you know, grew up with. Uh, I was born in a family of artists and my father was a black and white photographer, very, very talented. And so we work around aesthetics and we, it also it was important to prepare. We were many children. We were, it, it was, uh, even the, the playtime became kind of like an initiation for me for costumes because we would play, but I would like make sure everybody had like the right costume or the right props or something. So that is that, you know, this is like a, really the embryo of my initiation. And then I follow up. I was able to go to school. I went to Los Angeles Trade Tech, which is our school, you know, community school, college in LA, downtown LA, in the uh, early 1980s, where it wasn't that cool to go there, but it was the only possibility I had. And uh, I made the best of it. I knew the training there was more technical as the uh, name of the college uh, says it, but it was more for me, uh, you know, really have a projection of what I wanted to do in life. And that was costume design uh, because I couldn't afford going to Otis Parson or UCLA really full time to the college, you know, it, the college tuition were too expensive at the time for me and my husband. So we just, you know, I stick with that and uh, it, it did great. Uh, it, it worked for me. I think when it comes right after you finish working, it's important how much those initial years that you hook up with a job and you cherish it and you do the best you can, then that if you do a good job, in uh, one project is is more uh, there are you have more possibilities to be called again. So that was really really important. You learned that in the is, this is how the movie industry works, and there were many phrases around that. Some will say you're as good as your last project or your last movie, and that really stick with me. I mean, it's probably not true. I mean, you're probably very good. I mean, the movie mood maybe didn't do that well or a project, but but it just kept me on my toes. Let's let's say that. So that you know, that's where it came, and also the fact that this is a media that allows me to time travel, which is something that I have a incredible fascination. You know, any time travel movie, I I I love, but. The, the importance of the time travel with um, doing costume is that you can go anywhere with it. You can go to any time period of country or interstellar or otherworldly. It varies so much. And I never want to do a project a lot of the same. If you notice mm. my career, is it has a lot of variation. Why? Mm. Because 
I lose my steam when I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Uh, when I did one division, I was happy because every episode was a different fashion period. So that's like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to get into this. No offense to other uh, sitcoms or other episodic kind of projects. But for me, it's important to choose that, to choose the variation of, uh, you know, of the project and how is that project going to take me here or there or just take me in one place? Or if it's that place, 1940s, so it's the case of Jojo Rabbit that I was very happy to do that. Then you dive in and you have that possibility of uh, or make that movie your own, you know, this like molding, casting molding something. It's, it's fascinating. I don't know if I could have done any other job. This is extremely lucky that I'm able to do what I want. And you know, people like my work. So it's, uh, it's very good. It's so wonderful to hear you speak just even there at the end with so much humility where you're like, you're lucky, but <laughs> you are so talented. I'm such a fan of your work. Like just think about the things that you threw out there though. Jojo Rabbit, I mean, WandaVision, huge just I mean undertakings I imagine and then obviously it all circles back and harkens back to you as a child and I love that your imagination was running rampant as you're a child and you're creating these looks and then here it 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 was meant to be right to carry into your adulthood to pursue this as a passion so I think that that is so tremendously inspiring for so many people to get into this line of work who may not you know know where to begin I do want to ask you though so one thing you mentioned obviously was Jojo Rabbit And then, I mean, I imagine that's a career high, being the first nominated Mexican, also first nominated Latina in that category for an Oscar. That's amazing. So how did that feel when that comes about? And obviously, we're hearing you speak so much about your passion. I mean, how does that how does that feel when that moment? How did it feel? It felt it felt wonderful. Also, because I I got it. Trifeco, you know, I was uh, nominated for a, an Academy Award, for a BAFTA Award, and also a Costume Designers Guild, which is a very important prize for somebody that works in costume because that means when you're nominated for the Costume Designers Guild, is your peers that are nominating you, that they're actually saying, you know, this everybody who is in the the Costume Designers Guild gets to vote and is people that is so talented and so coming from, you know, vote from your peers is like, it's so much, it's wonderful because it's, you know, that's the real acknowledgement that you can get. That's the best for me that my peers actually think I did a good job because we, you know, we are, it's like, you imagine you are working, you know, in a project and uh, colleagues say, oh, she did a good job. And, uh, you know, then there is a committee and everything. So it's great. And I want that award. I want that award. I was very lucky to, that they voted me to win. And it was very emotional for me also because I want my country to be proud of me. And I want my country and the woman in Mexico to know that this is possible. I mean, my choice of a career was costume, but it can be a doctor. It can be, you know, anything that you can 
actually think you can do as an immigrant. When you immigrate to any country, you are put in that path. You have chose that path, actually, to do better. So how, how are we going to do that? You have to be very focused on what you want and have that discipline and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because I can and I want to do it. And I have that self-motivation. I have a lot of imagination that helps to my career. I can't stand still. I'm very active, but it just takes discipline. It takes discipline because working in costumes is not, is, you know, it can have a toll on you, really. The hours and the amount of work you put into a costume, because usually costume designers, we supervise everybody, everything. At least I do every single costume. And I do have a assistant costume designers, but at the end, is my word. At the end, what it has to prevail in terms of like how costume will look and then my word and also director and producers and all that, you know, but in my department is me. But, you know, as a Latina also, it was great. My country was happy for me. They celebrate me a lot. It felt very good. It felt very good to do the right thing for Mexico. It felt very good to do in times like this, do the right thing for women in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We are a country that is going through so much and is still going through a lot of disparities, gender disparities. Uh, you know, I know this is a theme everybody's been talking about. I felt, you know, that I do have that position to to feel that way because, you know, I'm a woman and I'm Mexican. I did every single step of the career. I was mm-hmm. in every single position that exists in the costume designer. And that really made me stronger. You know, it gave me a very good basement to, to flourish in something that I wanted to do, which is basically at the end, decide what the costumes are. And also it's a career that is, you know, you don't need to retire if you don't want to. I mean, you can be prolific until I know and I admire costume designers like Andro, uh, Maurizio, Milenotti, or, you know, many veteran costume designers more than me. I'm 60, but, you know, even more than me, they're still working. And that's so admirable. And it's something so precious that nobody's going to tell you, oh, you should retire. You're too old. You can't be a costume. No, 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 no. You can be a costume designer until you have the imagination and the drive to do it. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's great. I was going to say, I think you are wonderful because it's very clear that your drive, your determination and your imagination is at the forefront of all of your work. And I think just everything that you were saying there, just the pride that you hold or that you're trying to bring, you know, just a celebration to to Mexico. Like that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And you can tell that that, you know, that's something that you're continuing to do with each of your projects. So I want to ask you then, you are so integral to the wonderful world of Taika Waititi. And so you've worked with him now on a few projects. And now Thor, Love and Thunder is out. So talk to us about a highlight of working on that project. So again, there were a few worlds involved and many sections of characters. 
I was able to design for the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is something I always wanted to do because I love them. But of course, my dear friend, Judiana Makoski, who is a wonderful costume designer, she's the designer for the uh, Masters of the Universe. So, you know, I have to like bow to her and say, can I have your blessings to do this? And uh, she's like, oh, you do a good job. Don't be silly. And then, you know, we gave it a lot of many, many flavors to the storytelling because there were surprises like Thor's costume underneath uh, the meditation tunic that he was having. <laughs> uh, he looked very, you know, interesting, I would say, with the sleeveless vest. It's very 80s. It's, and then we had uh, Natalie Portman that it was amazing to work with. We had so many costumes, specialty costumes, so many, so many. And that is another category in the costume department because it calls for a lot of more technical part and also very qualified assistant designers. I had my assistant designers, Joseph, Lizzie, Daniel, and Maddie, because the movie was so vast, it was impossible just to cover every single, you know, they will cover sections, each one. That is why, depending on the, the schedule, of depending on how, you know, the things were moving, we have to be so prepared. It was important that I had this kind of help. It also, there was one part, the world of the Indigarians. It was completely new design, you know, with their costumes. I mean, the King Yakan, I don't know if you saw that. Have you seen the movie? Yes. I have seen the movie. I'm a huge fan. I would love to hear more, though, about your Disney fandom. Are you ready to take on the Insider Five with us? I am. I am. <laughs> okay, so okay. here we go. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? Beauty and the Beast, I love. That's a great one. Okay, next. Yeah. If you could only ride one ride all day to Disney Park, which would it be? Uh, it's a small world world. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Next question. It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? Oh, um, be my guest. Hmm. From Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. I'm at Venice. I love it. That's clean. I can yeah. talk about that I'm yeah. all, all day. Yeah. Next question. You're invited to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress at? Oh. Uh, who did I be? Madame Mim. Does that count? She has hair like me that goes... <laughs> I think she's very simpatico. From the sword and the stone. Madame Mim. <laughs> look at, look at Maya's. Bringing in the heat. Bringing in a deep cut like that. I like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. to close this out, which Disney character has the best life advice, and what is it? Oh, uh, let's see. Who can that be? Odin. I love Odin. And uh, what I Odin is uh, one phrase that was very important for me is that Asgard is not is not the place; it is the people, and that's mm. really beautiful. Applies to every country in the world. It's not, it's not a country by itself, but it's the people that makes the country. I love that one. Maya, you just took on the Insider Five, and I gotta say, that was a pretty, pretty beautiful wrap up to a beautiful story and all the beautiful advice that you shared with us. Thank you so much, Maya, for joining us, oh, for the you. wonderful work that you have in Thor, Love and Thunder, and beyond. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. 
Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's been my pleasure. And that was the Insider 5 featuring Maya C. Rubeo. Add Marvel Studios Thor Love and Thunder to your movie collection. Now on Blu-ray and digital. We'll catch up with you next time with the five questions all insiders want to know. <laughs>